Hello, and welcome back to our second season of Let's Go Racing with Riley Taché. I'm your host, Mindy, and I'm going to hand it over to our other host, Riley Taché. Hi, guys. This is me, Riley Taché, and we are going to do the second season that's going to begin right here, right now, at this moment. Um... Today, we have four segments. I'm not going to name them all because, yeah, I like surprises. So, let's just do this. But, I have to point this out, that we have a guest that was here from last season, and his name is Alex Taché. Well, hello, Alex. How's it going? I'm good. How has life been treating you since the first season? Good. What have you been up to? I've been up to soccer. Sweet. We'll get maybe we'll get to uh, a few more details on that a little later. All right. So with that, let's head into our first segment. Okay. For our very first segment of our second season, we're going to talk about something pretty neat that we came across this past year. And it is called Quarter Midget Racing. Riley, why don't you explain to all of our fans what Quarter Midget Racing is? Well, Quarter Midget Racing is like tiny cars that kids can race in from 5 years old to 12 years old. Or older. There's a couple of high schoolers. Nick's 14. Well, then, never mind about that. <laughs> but, um, I've gained a bunch of friends, a lot of friends, and, yeah, um, I have a scholarship card, which is when you can borrow the car for the year, and... I was good enough of a driver to um, get a key to where I could go to the track whenever I wanted to. Um, so far, I've been doing pretty good in the season. I finished first, second, and third. Um, I have two trophies, two medals, and two certificates. So, honestly, I think it's going really well. But, um. I'm just going to interrupt and ask you. Um, so, basically, you started out the beginning of the season, which started in April. And, and what did we have to go to to learn? What was it called? Um, it's called rookie training. So, when you start out, um,. You have to practice with the other rookies for five weeks or more if you don't um, pass. Um, I only had to practice for five weeks, and I feel like that's kind of obvious because I'm a really good driver, and... um. Yeah. And do you feel like once you got into that, the midget race car the first time, that 
It was kind of your thing. It felt kind of natural to you. Yeah, I was meant for driving something. Mm-hmm. Um, so there are two rookies. There is um red rookie, which is the first, and it goes up to uh blue rookie is the second rookie. Yeah, but it goes I all the way up how to fast red rookie goes. Oh. Um, but Blue Rookie goes up to 30 miles per hour, and quarter midget racing is when you go around a quarter mile track in your tiny midget car. Not very tiny, though, but, um, and yeah. Well, because it's not, um, it's big enough to fit you in it. It has a roll cage. You're strapped in with... A big harness, you have a Han system around your neck, safety belts, helmet, gloves, fire, fire suit. suit. He's pretty well protected. And that's one thing that I like about being part of the racing at the Michigan Motor Speedway is that they're very conscious of keeping the kids safe at all times. And that's one thing as a parent that I really enjoy is that everybody's having fun, but they're also very safe. Yeah, so when she means by the Michigan racetrack, is not like the actual track that they race on for NASCAR. It's um in Waterford. It's a tiny track, but um, it's fun. Um... I've only been in one bad accident, but I've seen many other bad accidents. Um, I'm going to name a few, but my accident was when it was during one of the most special races. Um, it was called the Midwest Thunder. So what happened was I was coming out of turn four. Two cars spun. One car went straight up to the wall, hit it head on at at least 10 miles per hour, maybe shifted the wall upward but that's not how I crashed I looked over to see it to make sure that they didn't roll back down but I didn't see another car that was facing right at me and I hit it with my right front tire two pieces of metal broke the shock broke and So did uh, the steering. a steering thing that was in the front axle at the right front tire. So it took us month. at least a month to fix it. Um, so the steering was part of it. Um... It's that it wouldn't turn all the way, so then it would stop the car um, a little bit. Um, so that slowed me down. For the past races, I've been lapped at least twice. Yeah, we had some issues with the, with the steering and the traction, but hopefully we'll get it fixed. So with the scholarship car that Riley has, has for the year he 
is able to have the car for a year, and then he has to turn it back into the MMRA, which is um, the club that puts on the races. And if he wants to continue racing, that's when we have to make a decision to either buy his own midget car that we keep at the house uh, and can work on and fix here, or find a sponsor that would like to sponsor him for a car and a trailer. And the only downfall of having a scholarship car is that you have to keep this the car at the track at all times. So the only time we can fix it is if we go out to the track and try and make the adjustments there right before the race or during the week. So it'll be nice if Riley decides to have his own car. We can do all the adjustments and fixing and tire changes here at our house. Yeah, but there's another downside to that is that we, so the scholarship car, we have to pay for the right tires, the right side tires, but they can control for the left side. But when we have our own car, we have to buy everything, which means a car, uh, a trailer, fuel, parts, tires. So, yeah, that's a lot of stuff. But, um, it's all worth it because it's really fun. I mean, it might be worth it unless I break something and um well, it's yeah. worth it when you're doing what you love, right? Yeah. And with that, we're going to take a quick break. Okay, we're back. We're going to finish up our segment on the midget car racing. But I want to take a minute to ask Alex what his favorite parts at the racetrack are because what we've learned is spending the day at the races is pretty much an all-day event. It's a family event. It's a lot of fun. Sometimes it's very hot. Sometimes it's chilly. We've had all sorts of weather, but we are there a long time, and I'm just curious, what's your favorite part of being a fan in the stand at the races? Watching and eating. And what is it that you like to eat at the racetrack? Ice cream. Okay, so the racetrack has some concessions, very reasonably p priced treats. Yeah. Honestly, walking tacos are $5. Very good priced. So, yeah, that's great. And what exactly is a walking taco, Alex? You want to explain that for us? It's a taco, but in a chip bag. What kind of chips? Doritos. So, what he's saying is not like it's a taco shell. So, you crunch up the Doritos and put whatever you like on a taco into the chip bag. And you eat it from the chip bag. They're also delicious. All right. So those are a big hit at the racetrack. Okay, Riley, why don't you let us know 
a couple more facts about the racetrack that we've attended and participated in so far this year. So I've attended on actually sweeping the entire track. It's more tiring than you think, especially when your dad tells you where you have to sweep it. So, Well, uh, part of being part of the racing family is volunteering a lot of time on the side to cleaning up the track or volunteering our time during the race days. So it's a very family-oriented um, community. And I think that's what you were talking about is cleaning up the track, right, with all the weeds and helping Dad do that? Um, It's not weeds. It's more like tire debris okay. and, like, other things. I've seen some pretty gross stuff on the track, too. I mean, I, I've seen, like, dead bugs. Oh, man. Or, like, really big bugs. Hmm. Um, but, yeah. Um, I'm going to get you something that I said that I will um, talk about is two crashes that I've seen. So, Midwest Thunder, crazy day. An entire day. My mom stayed at the track until 1 o'clock in the morning. And she was there since 9 o'clock in the morning from the other day. So That's quite a day. Just to hand out trophies, too. But, um, anyways. The crazy thing was that I was playing games with some of my racing friends. And... We hear some cars crashing into each other. I look over. I see not black smoke, but like steam, but then smoke at the same time. And I saw a roll cage go into the air and back down. So I ran over with other with other friends and um. The car had a complete barrel roll, which is very rare for that to happen. But luckily, there wasn't any fires. So, um, yeah. And then another race was at least two weeks after that. Was when a friend of mine named Gavin. Um, his brakes broke. Not necessarily the brakes, though. The brake fluid broke, and there was steam on the final lap, and I was with one friend over by the gate where the cars exit, and he was exiting off, and his pedal was jammed, so he couldn't, like, so he couldn't let off, and his brakes were broke, so... He came in, he slammed the wall. I thought he was going to flip on his side. Then he hit the inside wall coming into pit lane. He, I thought he was going to go over that one, but he didn't. And then he crashed into a fence, which is the outside wall. And his right front tire went completely under it. Hmm. And there was just a whole crowd of people that mm-hmm. were just running over there. Um, his car was really badly damaged, 
But luckily, he, and miraculously, he was totally fine. Yeah, he said it was the most amazing thing that he's ever done. I mean, like... He thought it was pretty cool. Yeah, when I flipped, I was scared for at least five seconds. And then when I got out of my car after it was towed off of the track... um. Not by a tow truck, though. Like people would by lift it. By your dad. <laughs> yeah, practically, they would lift it onto this tiny board on wheels called the crash board. So when your car is wrecked, they put it on there and they push you off. When I got out, um, people asked me like, "What was it?" Since that was the first time that's ever happened to me, and I said it was awesome. Because honestly, that was probably the funnest thing. Because it was like a roller coaster. And I've never been on a roller coaster. Yeah, so, well. Free ticket to a roller coaster. And you got right back out there for the uh, qualifying round. No. Or for the feature race. Yeah, the actual race. I crashed during qualifying, so. I started back and forth. And I finished fourth. Okay, so is there anything else you want to add about midget racing? Uh, yeah. There is a gas station that is called Whoa. That is at least maybe 10 miles away from the track. And one time it was out of fuel. So we had to use a, I think it might have been a Sonic gas station. Okay. I don't know. I don't really pay attention to that stuff, but why should I? Um, so I, I all the like three other drivers there. Yeah, because all of the racers have to get their gas at the same gas station so that it's fair. Yeah. And we went to get gas at one station, and they were completely out of fuel, which yeah, crazy, crazy times. Um, but then also. There's a driver handler meeting where we talk about new stuff, but um, one time we had to do it under the hot chute, which is kind of a covered shed, but there's... A canopy. Yeah. Um, it's not like an actual canopy, like a tent. It's, I don't know how to explain it, but... We put the cars under there, and that's how we get ready for the race or qualifying mm-hmm. or practice, whatever. Um, but one time, we are all in there, and it was pouring. And then literally the next week, it was the exact opposite. Mm-hmm. And some of me and some of my other friends, we were bottle flipping a Gatorade bottle that broke. Mm. So, well, good times at the racetrack. It was, it's all around a good time, right? Good time with friends, good time racing, good time meeting new people. Yeah. And Alex has one more thing to add. I didn't know it's possible to run out of gas at a gas station. Yes, that was something we all learned that day. Honestly, I knew that that could happen. Okay, so that wraps up our quarter midget racing for this episode. I am sure we will have many more stories to share as the summer goes on. Yep. Also, I have Tuesday night races, so hooray! Hi guys, I am here with another segment called 
random facts and stories and i'm here with our guest alex sachet so before we get started i just want to point out that i'm also going to be putting in some random facts and stories but anyways let's pass this over to alex sachet hi hi my random fact is about soccer okay what about soccer in my whole season of soccer i scored two goals sweet cool which is a lot Um, harder i heard that one was an amazing um penalty kick so that's great top left corner i really kicked the heart Nice. And also, fun fact about that, top left corner is the hardest corner. The goalie can block a ball. So, anyone who plays soccer out there, try to shoot for that or shoot your normal thing. Mm-hmm. The goalie literally jumped and he fell on his side. I feel bad for him. Jeez. That's rough. And my soccer season was over. And then I went to something called tryouts. So we did drills for two days. And then I got on the soccer team again. Um, specifically the A team, which, which is, is the, the best. best team. Congratulations. Yeah. And... This fall, I'm going to start soccer again. Who's your coach? Well, there's two coaches. One's is, his name's Coach Andy. That's the main coach? And then my dad is the assistant coach. Hmm, cool. Well, thanks for sharing your soccer stories and facts. Um, now I can share my stuff. So practically, that is almost the exact same thing for me. Um, I did tryouts the exact same day that he did, and I made it on the B team. But that's only because my best friend is on the B team, and that his dad is the coach for it. So, um, yeah. It's going to be a good fall season of soccer. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. Um, so, fun facts is that... Fun fact is that um, NASCAR wasn't exactly what it is right now, and it, you, how it began was pretty crazy, and I'm not going to talk about it, because... Maybe a later episode. Yeah, maybe a later episode, because it's pretty weird, but it's pretty cool at the same time. I've watched... Two episodes that were at least an hour and a half long about it, so. So you know a lot. Yeah, a bit too much, but that's great. (laughs) (laughs) Well, maybe we'll uh, prepare our fans and our listeners, and that can maybe be a topic we talk about further on in the season. Yeah, maybe next episode, maybe not. Hmm. We'll see. Yep.
Um, and we'll be right back because we're taking a quick break. See ya. And we're back. Our next topic that we're going to talk about this season is Lost Speedways. Yep. And I'm going to hand it over to Riley to explain a little bit about Lost Speedways and which track we're talking about today. So, Lost Speedways, as you can tell, the word lost might give you a clue to, and the word speedways, is also known as abandoned tracks. Mm Mm-hmm. From NASCAR that were abandoned from the past. Um, Today we are going to be talking about Okanichi, which was an old track that um, was made in the beginning of NASCAR by Bill France. Um, They planned on making it bigger, but they didn't get to do that since it closed down before they could do it. Um, But if they did do it, I bet you Okanichi would be a nice dirt track for the trucks and maybe even Xfinity and NASCAR to race on Mm -hmm. if they built walls. Was it a dirt track to begin with? Yeah, it's always been a dirt track, and it's always going to be laid out because now it's a park um i forgot what the park's called but um maybe we can look that up and give that detail yeah um there have been some crazy accidents um so bill france at that time NASCAR wasn't getting very popular, so he brought in some females mm-hmm. to race. And one female is very famous, but I also forgot her name. Um, okay, we'll have to look both of these up for our We'll have to fans. look a lot up. But, um... Um... So, one time she blew a tire and she flung off the track down at least a 30-foot hill and the roof came in. Um, They had a picture, well, they have a picture of her um, laying down in the car, mm. smiling. Oh, so she was fine. Yes. Yeah, oh, good. She didn't. She had some bruises, but she survived somehow. Mm. And the car was crazy, crazily damaged. I mean, demolished. Yeah, practically demolished. Um. A lot of cars have fallen off the banking. Pacifically turns one and two. I don't know why, but not much people fall off in three and four. Mm-hmm. Um, 
there's one car that caught on fire. Luckily, a few feet away, there's a big river. Oh. And they got the tow truck, and they towed it, and they pushed it into the water. <laughs> to put out the fire? Yeah. Wow. And Because, and, like, they didn't have extinguishers. Mm-hmm. And they didn't want to cause a forest fire. Yeah. So they just pushed it into the river and then towed it back out. Once the fire was out. Yeah. And then another card, his wheel popped off. And he kind of just slid up onto the banking and tipped over. Probably slowly barreled at least three times before mm-hmm. landing back on his wheels at the bottom. Um... But, yeah. Okay. Just a quick update. The name of the current Okanichi Raceway is called... Okanichi Speedway Trail. And um, the female driver who tumbled down the um, bankment is named Louise Smith. Just to point that out. She worked closely with Bill France to try to promote NASCAR during those times. Yeah. Um, so, there's probably, there was probably a lot more other things mm-hmm. that happened, but I do know that Okanichi Speedway was one of Richard Petty's most favorite tracks and a lot of other drivers favorite tracks mm-hmm. that's because that racetrack helped him get the record the nascar record 200 wins in a career mm-hmm. because he won five times wow four times in a row all at okanichi or yeah oh wow okay he won five times there four times in a row um so, yeah, Okanichi is a very nice track, has a bunch of good stories about it, and must have been very exciting for for people to watch yep. and to race on. Yep, lots of history there at the Okanichi Speedway, one of our favorites to read about and look into. Yeah. In summary, Okanichi was one of the first two racetracks built for NASCAR. It's located in Hillsboro, North Carolina, was open from 1948 to 1968. It was originally a half-mile horse track and later was expanded to drive for NASCAR drivers. It's now a four-mile trail for nature enthusiasts that that is one of the most popular places to visit in North Carolina. Here we go. We are heading into our driver spotlight. This week, we are talking about the one and only... Junior Johnson! What can you tell us about Junior Johnson? Well, he had a poor family. And this is how poor they were. They lived on a farm. He had um, two brothers, one sister, and um, on the farm, they had to grow stuff. 
and Jimmy Johnson's dad couldn't buy one seed for 50 cents. Oh, man. So, yeah. So how did they get by? Uh, something called moonshining or bootlegging. Oh. Um, they had rel- well, relatives, and they got some of them over to their farm. They built um, a moonshining station. They had a big boiler. Um, they had, like, all this stuff that they need. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to find that out, you could probably use Google. Um, Do you want to go into a little bit of detail on what moonshining is? Or what moonshine is? Uh, not right yet. Okay. They set it up um, maybe half a mile from their farm in the woods. Mm-hmm. Half a mile into the woods. And they would have a little path. They would have their own car that they would... Um, drive in. They would take turns. Um, I think it would be his older brother, then his second oldest brother, and then him, mm-hmm. Junior Johnson. Um, Junior Johnson, he knew that he needed to do this. For his family. Okay. And the reason why they hid it in the woods is because the government banned um, moonshining or bootlegging because it was some kind of alcohol. Mm-hmm. And... He knew that he just had to do that. To earn money. Because to earn money to live. And a lot of people back then, they just needed to live. So a lot of people started bootlegging. Um, Junior Johnson was probably one of the most friendliest guys. I mean, mm-hmm. he would help anyone in need. Um, so how did he get into driving? Well, he got into driving by bootlegging. Mm. And the reason is that he was such a good driver was because he could do a 180 on a two-lane road that's about maybe 10 feet wide. Mm. And some of the best cops in the country couldn't catch him oh he was so fast yeah he he knew how to drive but this is like the early 1930s probably Mm -hmm. um so yeah the cars weren't like the cars that we had today of course well, and we should, I know we don't want to get into too much detail about moonshine, but it was illegal to have, moonshine was an alcohol, 
it was illegal at that time, and so for him... Isn't it still illegal? For... You have to be a certain age. Okay. Um, so he was chased by the police a lot because he was running this illegal business, with underground business with his family, creating this not, moon It train. wasn't underground. I mean, people have put their stuff mm-hmm. on, in under the ground um we can there's a pacific story that's a different story though Mm -hmm. um but here's a hint um it was a dummy ticket booth (laughs) at a racetrack oh yeah yeah that's a different story that's that's for a different uh lost track story um but back to Junior Johnson, where they would put this is either hideouts where people can secretly come and buy the stuff, um, or even, I wouldn't say grocery stores. Mm-hmm. But I don't necessarily know where other places, maybe in secret areas. Yeah, secret dealers of it. Yeah. Uh, So so he started out because he was a fast driver, basically running from the cops. And then how did that progress into driving a race car? That progressed because he found a new way. Because NASCAR was invented by bootlegging. Because people actually would go to these dirt tracks after, like, some kind of festival. And mm-hmm. they would compete against each other because they would say, well, I went from California to Seattle. Mm-hmm. Um, never got caught. So people challenged each other. They never did money. They just wanted, mm-hmm. they just compete competed against each other and how fast the car was, since pretty much everyone knew if you were moonshining, you were poor. Mm-hmm. So, that's what they did. And yeah, California to Seattle, it's a pretty long ways, but yeah. they can go pretty far on these roads. Mm-hmm. Um, the reason why they got caught is... Not because of what the car looks, because you might be imagining it's probably just some kind of black car. Black car that looks very suspicious. Mm-hmm. No. They actually tried their best to blend in with the public in traffic. Usually they would go out at night. Sometimes they'd go out, out on day. But what they did to catch them or to chase them is that if they went up a hill Mm -hmm. the tail end of their car would be lower than the front end of the car that's because usually they would put it under the seats or even in the trunk okay so moonshine was pretty heavy on the amounts that they carry Mm mm-hmm so, they tried their best, but 
eventually the cops found out and that made it easier um sometimes you just gotta be lucky you get it's luck and probably some other thing but skills yeah skills probably but mainly luck because you gotta hope that you don't run out of gas Mm-hmm. Somewhere where there's no gas stations, or that your engine breaks down, and then you have to run away from the cops. Mm-hmm. Hopefully that never happens in a police chase, because you're probably gonna get caught. Yeah. But um, there's more reasons why Junior Johnson is a great driver. That's just one part. Mm-hmm. We're not gonna get really deep into other reasons, cause like that's just gonna make this a very very long segment <laughs> um so if people out there who are listening to this watch nascar um if you're new to nascar you might not know what this is but people who've been watching it for a very long time probably know it's called drafting mm-hmm. so when junior johnson got into NASCAR in maybe the 1950s, the early 1950s, there were teams. There were factory cars and homemade cars. Mm-hmm. Homemade cars are where you just buy the parts or take parts from the junkyards mm-hmm. and make your own car. Factory cars are when you have a sponsor and, let's say, um, Ford. Mm-hmm. Same. Let's call Ford. So, that's a fact. That's a business for cars. Mm-hmm. So they would take the cars from that factory after giving them a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And usually the factory cars are faster. And Junior Johnson had his homemade car. Oh, okay. Usually they are, um, mostly they are very slow. The they're slower than the factory cars. Well, Junior Johnson beat them mm. by something called the draft. <laughs> so, so he is was, he in, is he the inventor of the draft? Yeah. So he um he can get up. So really, you have to be at least three feet away from the car, or. The distance is three feet away from the car, and you cannot be touching because mm-hmm. that breaks up the draft. Okay. So you have to line up pretty much perfectly against the back end of the car, and I don't necessarily know how the draft. The air can flow is. So there's two ways. If you're not drafting, the air is like an invisible block that can just a block that slows your car down because it's not as powerful as the wind mm-hmm. or the air. Um, but when you get behind it, the car in front of you, the air moves up over the roof. And it can't get quite back down, mm-hmm. so it comes back on yours, 
and that makes the car and that makes it easier for the car to get more speed. Yeah. And then when you're close enough, you can pass to the inside or the outside and do the exact same thing all over again. Hmm. So he would team up with another guy, use their draft, like draft behind them to pick up speed from the uh, the manufactured car. Yeah. And then he would use their speed to get his speed and then pass them. Yeah. <laughs> it's a pretty smart guy. Yeah. Um, it's not necessarily their um, own teammate. They mm-hmm. you, you do it to anyone. Back then, I don't think there even were teammates. Okay. I think you're just all, all on your own. But, um, yeah, Jimmy Johnson invented that. He was also he also has his own team. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's a team manager anymore. I think he might have stopped maybe around two thousand seventeen. Okay. Um. He's raced at some tracks that are now abandoned, like Okanichi, Daytona Beach, and plenty of other tracks. Mm-hmm. Did he ever win the Daytona 500? I don't think he's ever won, but I believe he probably came close to winning. Mm-hmm. Okay. Back then, at the Daytona 500, when you don't let off... You right. You just hope that your car, car's engine doesn't overheat because mm-hmm. that's how a lot of drivers were knocked out. Either that their engine was overheating, or you crashed. Mm-hmm. Um, the way that the engine overheats is that you put in too much throttle mm-hmm. and that the engine just gets really hot okay and then it blows up Ooh. not like a giant explosion just like something pops mm-hmm. um so yeah and then it, it can either just like get really damaged in a car and wreck mm-hmm. um that's about it so yeah that's junior johnson sounds like a pretty interesting guy he came up from not having much to being a successful nascar driver yeah i don't know how much money he's actually he actually gained but i probably shouldn't know that yeah it's a personal thing but he ended up doing well for himself even though it took um maybe some illegal stuff at first <laughs> yeah and we we don't we don't support the illegal stuff but we do support that he kept fighting his way to the top right yeah he never gave up yep and that concludes our first episode of our second season join us as we go through much more random facts with our special guests, more driver spotlights, more abandoned track stories, and a lot more updates on Riley's midget car racing experiences. I hope that you guys enjoyed this first episode, and I hope you enjoyed last season. 
And I hope you guys enjoy the future of our episodes. See ya. See ya.